Welcome back everyone to Parts of Me Holistically. I'm your fumbling host, Sasha, also known as the Smiley Limey and the brains behind the Holistic Hero. So as many of you know, I hosted a poll about a week ago on the blog, giving you guys a few options to vote for what my next podcast episode would be about. And you guys surprisingly loved the idea of me doing a Q&A themed episode. Um, so since then, you've all submitted your questions through the blog portal, and I thank each and every one of you who participated in that. It means a lot to me. So this is going to be a general Q&A, and perhaps in the future, maybe I'll do like a themed Q&A episode or guest star Q&A episodes if this one goes well and I have good feedback. But for now, these are going to be pretty random general questions, and I haven't looked through any of them really yet, um, but they seemed to be questions from what I could gather submitted by those of you from my main personal account on Instagram and then those from the Holistic Hero account. And I received a lot of questions, so I'm probably not going to get to all of them today. They do appear to be super random, um, and like I said, some of them I'm not going to read, especially if I scroll through them and I see that some aren't really appropriate or something like that, because for some reason, um, some people like to get super personal. (laughs) But I am just going to randomly read any of the questions submitted that are pertaining to the holistic hero, to my lifestyle, diet, any questions people have, advice, Maybe some personal questions um, about me that aren't super invasive, and maybe I'll do, like I said, advice questions. But as usual, I will not be naming the personal names or account names of those who submitted the questions just to keep matters anonymous and to respect your guys' privacy, um, because privacy is something that's super important to me and something that I respect, but obviously... If I do read your question, you'll know if it's you. (laughs) Anyways, guys, thanks so much. On with the questions. Let's get started. So, as I said, guys, I'm going to randomly read these questions. They aren't sorted into any category. They are super random. And the first question is, Hey, Sasha, how long have you had Lyme disease and what do you do to treat it? Well, that is a loaded question. Thank you for your question. I have had chronic Lyme disease at this point for about 14 years. Um, I was misdiagnosed when I was six, and I actually got formally diagnosed um, by happenstance when I was around 13 years old. And by that point, the disease was chronic, and it had progressed pretty far. My symptoms were really, really bad. I was living in a really toxic environment, um, and I was in a car accident. That actually brought out a lot of my symptoms, so that's when we retested because Lyme disease isn't usually um, sitting in the blood, so if it is, then it's pretty rampant throughout your system, which it was for me. Um, I actually did a podcast episode all about my journey with Lyme disease, my full story, and kind of um, talking about how I live life with with Lyme because it is a super complex question and it's a complex, very misunderstood disease that is so widespread and so many people don't even know they have it when they do because it's another, people call it also the great imitator because it imitates so many chronic illnesses. 
Um, and if you have a line, then obviously you understand what I mean. But my friend, in a nutshell, Lyme disease isn't really treatable. There is no cure as of now um, because it was made in a lab as a form of um, biohacking and that's a whole other complex story. But you can read on the history of Lyme disease in Lyme, Connecticut. Um, There's no cure and what it's really about is maintaining and suppressing your symptoms so that you can live. Um, If you are lucky to be in remission or heading in that direction because not everyone is lucky, Um, my luck has been off and on, and I honestly owe my stability or getting this far in my life to my mom who has made, um, she's been in the medical field most of her life and she studied that, um, homeopathic and integrative, um, naturopathy, um, have been in my family for a long time and it's her specialty or naturopathy, I mean, so I've learned a lot. And it's kind of what I've resorted to to help keep my symptoms under control for all these years. Um, But of course, it doesn't always work. It really is a hit or miss. And certain aspects or factors like extreme stress or growth and progression of the disease as well as other lifestyle factors can affect going out of remission, for example. So... Every day is unpredictable, and it's kind of like a game of roulette. And I'm very lucky in a lot of ways to have had certain resources and knowledge, and I've had more control over my Lyme than I should have had. But every day, Lyme affects me, and recently it's been getting scary because I've been in and out of remission. Um, I do my best. I pray. I take care of myself the best I can, and I support my mind and body to help others and spread awareness. Um, And you know what? Lyme is so good at imitating and masking that you will not, sometimes you'd never know if someone's sick. I have Lymies who are friggin' like runway models and then I have other Lymies who are wheelchair bedridden and it really depends on the person. But the best thing I can recommend if you really want to know more details is to listen to my episode on my Lyme story Um, because it is a loaded question, but I hope that's kind of generally answered your question, and I appreciate you asking. Okay, next question. Hi, Sasha. How do you stay so positive under so much stress? Well, I am not perfect, my friend. I am most definitely, I have my moments when I break down, and I fall apart, and I stress out, because I'm human, (laughs) and I'm proud that I'm perfectly imperfect and have learned more how to allow myself to have emotions um, after a childhood where I had to suppress them for survival means. The best short piece of advice I can give you, I personally have to remind myself that stressing, as difficult as it is sometimes, stressing doesn't change the situation you're in. It's only going to make matters worse. It clouds your judgment and it harms your mind and your body. And as a believer in God, I personally believe that fear doesn't come from God. I know it doesn't. So this also helps ground me, but we're all different and we all have different opinions on that. That's just mine. Um, since I was a peewee little thing, I was always that 
happy-go-lucky child that people called the peacemaker. I was told I was even born with a smile on my face. I can't stand conflict. I can't stand sources of conflict or people who create it unnecessarily. I just can't stand it. This being said, I do my best to avoid like sources of stress um, that... that don't have to be there. I know that life is short and personally my faith helps me move forward without worrying. Um, I don't want to spend my life moments freaking out or stressing or upset or upsetting anyone else if I don't have to. So sometimes I have to consciously remind myself or make decisions to keep calm, keep a smile on my face, stay positive. Um, because how you act, your attitude, is, is that's what people feed off of and people see and react to. And that's what your mind and body will also react to. Your mind is very, very powerful. Um, I've always chosen to possess that kind of an attitude and to be a light, <clears throat> excuse me, to others even in my own darkness. And I've always been that type of person who never wanted my own problems to become other people's problems because we all have our own stuff going on. So I'd often hide my personal troubles from people. That's not the case so much anymore. And it's important to resort to your support systems if you have them. So I will confide in those who provide a safe, peaceful place of support for me. And I encourage you to do the same. Definitely keep your chin up, know your worth, know that life is short, and choose how you want to spend your time and your energy. You can change certain things. You do have that power. So you have to trust and have patience and hope that even in the darkness, um, things will get better. They can, and they do oftentimes. Even in hell, even when you can't see it, you have to have hope. Take it from me trust me. I shouldn't even be alive today, and I am, darling. So keep moving forward. Okay. Next question. Hi, Sasha. Do you or did you ever have a dream job? (laughs) Well, (laughs) that is an interesting question. You know what? When I was super young, and many of you don't know this, I was heading down the path of pursuing a career as a child actress or singer. Um, I was, since I was a little girl, I was gifted with a voice, a good voice. Um, I don't like to, I hate like talking, oh, I'm good at this, I'm good at that. But I I do know I had a good voice and I was told by many, uh, excuse me, and I love to sing and I still do. And I loved acting as well. So... I started pursuing the arts as a child growing up in Southern California did make things easier because we had more access to certain resources and my mother has a lot of connections in Hollywood so I had a lot of opportunities with acting auditions and singing gigs and I even dabbled a little bit in dancing too. Um, Once I started gymnastics I started pursuing dancing after that. And actually, at one point, I pursued art, like painting form of art as well. Um, My mom always made sure she got me the best instructors. And I think I've talked 
about some of them, um, like Mr. Doug Strom. He was a member of the Carpenters, um, the group, and also, fun fact, he was the voice of Donald Duck. <laughs> I always fangirl when I think of that because I love, I love Disney, so I always thought that was so cool when I found out he did that, and he used to um, do the voice of Donald Duck for me if I would do something right, <laughs> but um, I would even leave school in the middle of the day um, when I still went to physical school. I wasn't in online school back then. Um, I left school in the middle of the day. Sometimes my mom would pick me up and we'd drive to LA for movie auditions and stuff. And, you know, apparently I was also good at painting. Um, and I trained with the best and I ended up winning statewide painting competitions. And I know that's something I'm good at. And at one point I started selling my artwork as a kid and the rest is actually in storage right now, collecting dust, <laughs> my artwork. Um, another sad fun fact, I had a lot of my artwork stolen um, by Movers, a moving company in Florida. So I'm not sure what of my paintings is still left there, but hopefully some of them, some of the pieces that I painted are still there. Um, my point is, yes, I was heading down the path of pursuing a career in the arts, even at a young age, but when my life kind of really fell apart at a young age, I had um, family trauma and issues and complex stuff going on. I had multiple legal custody battles. I got sick with Lyme disease. I had moving instabilities. We then endured financial instability and the list goes on. Um, all of that kind of had to come to an abrupt stop because I had no time to pursue that. I had no energy at that point. And all of it was spent either being sick or traveling for visitation or just trying to keep myself stable on all the bad days. Um, of course, I still have a love and a passion for all those things. But of course, um, right now, um, I've gone down another path and I owe some of that to my illness. I have a new awareness and I currently work in the field of epigenetics and I am secretly pursuing um, getting college degrees in psychology, kind of like in my mom's footsteps. Um, I would also love to do marketing and I'm hoping to publish books one day. I guess it's not a secret now. <laughs> but on the other side, um, career-wise, I have dabbled in modeling because that's something I love to do just for fun, just to explore my love for high fashion. And um, that's something that also runs in my family. My great aunt is a famous fashion designer in Europe. And my mother, she's won awards in the fashion industry. And that's kind of been carried on to me. So maybe one day I'll do something with that. I'm not sure. Gotta stay in shape. <laughs> Every day, you never know how that goes, but I, uh, I also hope to go somewhere with the holistic hero because um, I would love to become a part-time food and lifestyle blogger, so I'm working on that right now, as you know, <laughs> but thank you for your question. Um, let's see what I have else here. Hi, Sasha. Thank you for being so open with your battle with Lyme disease. I know you can get it from more than a tick bite, but my daughter wants to pursue a career working with wild animals like horses, and I'm afraid she'll be bitten. Do you have advice? Well, thank you so much for your question. That's very interesting you say that because I actually used to horseback ride back in the day when I was like 12 for about a year, 
and I grew to love it. First of all, of course, I'm on board with you to be highly precautionary and aware, and I applaud you for taking that responsible perspective. But also, don't let fear stop you or your daughter from living or doing something that you love. Um, I used to work in a stable uh, my friend owned on a big ranch with many horses, and they had various animals like ferrets and ponies and goats and pigs. And I used to be able to actually ride the horses if I helped clean the stables and tend to the horses, like brushing them and braiding their hair and picking their hooves and the dust off them. And I even learned how to saddle up a horse. Um, yes, I also cleaned after them, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Gross. That is not a pretty memory I will never forget. But this one horse... This beautiful white horse named Sir Knight, who I actually have a portrait I painted of him. I loved him that much. Um, I grew really fond of, I bonded with that horse. Um, and I would ride him every day for hours. And I would talk to him and tell him stories because I was going through a lot in my life back then. And I would pet him until he fell asleep. Come to think of it, he also had narcolepsy, so maybe that's why he fell asleep. But this being said, I was around a lot of high-risk areas for tick bites, flea, spider bites, and this was already after I was infected with Lyme disease, not knowing it. And if you're going to pursue that, my best recommendation, even though it's no guarantee, of course, is to always wear your hair up in a tight bun if you have long hair. If you are riding, wear a helmet, not only for safety reasons, but it will help protect you and your skin. If you can, wear long pants and long sleeves to make sure your ankles and wrists are fully covered so that no skin is exposed anywhere. So I would suggest not riding in the summertime. <laughs> um, also, you're better off riding in the, I'm not sure where you live. If you're in the West Coast, though, I suggest writing in the fall or the winter time when ticks and certain bugs like that aren't really as able to thrive in the colder temperatures. So I would also keep that in mind. Um, wear a mask when you clean stables or even if you're cleaning or tending to the animals. Wear repellent. Um, if you do see a tick on you, specifically a tick, I don't know about other bugs, Follow the steps of proper tick removal. There's a certain way you want to do it so you don't infect yourself more. Um, in short, pull out the tick straight up with tweezers. And please, 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 before you go do this, Google the proper way to remove a tick just so you have that knowledge ahead of time. Also, if you can, if you have a tick, put the tick in any, or any bug for that matter, and save it in a plastic baggie and send it out for testing immediately. Um, always take precautions, but definitely have fun. I hope you and your daughter enjoy your time. I hope she enjoys her time with the animals. It's definitely a beautiful space to be in, so much luck to you. Next question reads, Hi Sasha, everyone seems to start their question with that. I hope I see you are also from SoCal, but I was wondering where in SoCal. I'm from Calabasas, and I hope to meet you one day. Well, hello, my friend. I hope to meet you, too. I have many close friends in Calabasas. I love it up there. Not so much in the summertime. It is the valley. Um, but the oaks are beautiful, if you know that community. 
I was actually born and raised in the infamous Orange County, which is just 30 minutes south of Los Angeles, but I'm sure you know that. Um, I was born in Mission Viejo, but I was predominantly raised in Irvine until I was about 10 years old, and then I moved to San Diego, and the rest is history, um, as I moved a lot after that. But I ended up moving a lot within Irvine, and then also in the beach communities where my dad lived. Um, but I'm very blessed to be a SoCal native. I'm a very proud Californian. California is my home. It's where my life is, my memories are, my people, my place. It's, you know, where I'm at my best, where I feel my best. Everything's familiar. It's like my playground. Um, my dad actually is also a Southern California native, which I know is very rare. And my mother moved to California from New Jersey when she was in her 20s. So everything in my life is pretty much rooted there. But thank you for your question. I hope to meet you too. Maybe it'll give me another excuse to go up to Calabasas. <laughs> Next question reads, Hi, Sasha. I know this is random, but do you have any favorite TV shows? LOL. I'm just curious. I think you were on Impractical Jokers episode. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Well, you have a great day too, sweetheart. And um, that's actually a tough question because I have many TV shows that I love. I'm not super huge on TV. I like to be outside and go out and do things and not spend time indoors, you know, on electronics. But my friends and I are huge movie buffs. And one of my friends even has a movie review YouTube channel. I also have friends who are directors, so I'm pretty well-versed in the movie world more so. But TV-wise, I do have a lot of favorites. Um, off the top of my head, though, yes, Impractical Jokers, of course. I will never stop loving. I love those four. And yes, I had a few cameos on their last cruise episode, among other things. You have a good eye. Um, I am also secretly going to expose something about myself here. A reality TV addict. <laughs> I can't live without Bravo, the channel. I can't. Um, and all things Real Housewives. I know. Shame on me. My mom is friends with some of the women from the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Orange County. And I actually went to school with some of their daughters. So I grew up super into the shows. And I still am very much. Also because when I watch the shows, I'm looking at my childhood home, my places. So... Love The Real Housewives. Recently, though, because I think this is what you're asking, two shows I'm currently hooked on. They're both on Paramount+. Plus. Why Women Kill and Evil. Love those shows. They are two totally different t themes, but they're both amazing. And they are um, on new seasons right now. Just started for both, so go check them out and go binge watch. Have fun. And I apologize in advance for the addiction that you're about to have. I'm not always a good influence. <laughs> Thank you for your question. Next question. Let's see what I got here. Do you work for Jeep? <laughs> okay. Do you work for Jeep? I could have sworn I saw you do an IG promo for them. Love it. And is that your favorite car? 
Well, thank you. That's a very random question, but I do appreciate these little fun questions. I don't work for Jeep, although I think that would be kind of fun, and I'd probably be a really good spokesperson for them. I am a total car enthusiast. I love anything with an engine. I love motorcycles. I love boats. I love vintage cars, classic cars, exotic cars, and pretty much just about anything, but I do really love Jeep. Can't live without my Jeep. I have a friend who works for Jeep, actually, and I... um, So many of the Jeep pictures that I've posted on Instagram are just because I love Jeep that much. (laughs) I even, um, like when I go places on vacation, I try to rent Jeeps wherever I can because I don't really want to be without them. Um, But it is really hard to rent them. Um, I actually recently needed another car and I snagged a really good deal on a uh, Mercedes-Benz eSport and I love it. I always pictured myself getting like a BMW or something like that, but I do love the Mercedes. I'm very grateful and blessed um, considering there's actually been times in my life where I didn't have a car. I had to do everything by foot or by bus, which was really hard when I had some really bad financial difficulties. So it's an up and down thing, but I'm very blessed right now. And I have a lot of friends. I basically have a lot of access to stuff in the, the car world. So if you see all that, it's not like they're my cars. <laughs> I wish they were, but no. I'd love to get a motorcycle of my own one day. Um, but I have friends who ride bikes, like motorcycles professionally. Um, so I've like gotten really into that. Um, also gives me an excuse to wear a nice leather jacket. <laughs> um, but like one day I hope to work hard enough to own like a Rolls Royce or a Bentley because... Um, I have a side of me that really likes the classy cars, not just the fun exotics, but I love car. I love driving. I love going fast. I just love, I love cars. I love how cars are built. I love the history behind classic cars. I'm a real car buff. Um, in honesty though, I love cars and nice things, but I really could care less because at the end of the day, it's material stuff, and it's really just a bunch of metal parts put together, if you get my drift. No pun intended. Um, but, you know, it's something that's fun. I'd love to do drag racing on a track, too, one day. You know, that would be fun. But if you're a car enthusiast like me, because you sound like you are, um, and if you're ever in the Palm Springs area, just for fun, I highly suggest you check out they have a classic car museum on Palm Canyon Drive go check that out. Um, Scottsdale, Arizona is also a really great hot spot for luxury car enthusiasts. So go check that out. Anyways, next question says, let's see, LOL. This is super off topic. I've loved your blog posts on the holistichere.com about women's health. It's been super helpful. Off the top of your head, can you recommend anything natural for PMS? I know, super personal, but would be a lifesaver. Thanks so much. Hey, girlfriend. First off, not personal. No shame. This is a safe space for you, and I sympathize, okay? Um, I hope this helps all the suffering gals out there. I hope to do another blog post on this. Um, I put a lot of work into the last one. Just, I really want to help you guys out there. And maybe um, I will do, like, a supplemental lifestyle reel on the Holistic Cure Instagram page, but I use a lot of things. Um, PMS entails a lot of horrible symptoms. So 
I'll list it out for you. First off, it's all about hormone balance. Definitely start there. Start with getting yourself tested. Do a blood test to see where you're at hormonally. And I also recommend testing your thyroid so that way you know how to uniquely balance yourself. Um, always consult with your doctor. Again, I'm not a doctor. These are just supplements that I use to support myself and to help me. But my um, naturopathic doctor saved my life when I was like 12 because I got my period for the first time when I was 11. I know, kind of young. Um, I think I had puberty kind of early, but for the first time, uh, it was a good thing and a bad thing that I got it that young. Um, severe cramps and heavy bleeding were definitely a problem for me among other things. So I never went down the drug route because I believe that those drugs make matters worse, especially for women with hormones. There's lots of side effects and there's more side effects that actually cause more problems than treating the actual problem. You want to get to the source, not just suppress. Um, women, we really have it hard. Okay. It's so complex. So I use naturopathic supplementation. I use Vitex extract. Girl, if you're listening, get a pen and pad out. I use Vitex extract, pycnogenol extract. Those both help balance my hormones. I also use P5P for cramps. Um, it also helps with bloating and water retention. And magnesium is also super important for the cramps, um, as well as P5P, which is very important. Um, I use magnesium powder, like a mixture drink, um, and I will also take pill form when PMS starts and then all the way through. If I'm having a really bad cramp episode, sometimes I will rub magnesium spray or lotions. You can find them at like Whole Foods or Amazon or a natural drugstore. I'll rub it on my lower abdomen and then I will put it on my back and then I'll put a heating pad on top of that, which really helps. But it's also about catching the pain before it starts, as you know, and I know that's hard to do, but um, I recommend those things. I'm also anemic. Um, that also gets worse when you're on your period. So I take iron to boost my hemoglobin while I'm going through that. Definitely make sure you detox and definitely go get those hormones checked. Go get your uterus checked to make sure you don't have like a retroverted one, which can make PMS worse. So those are the things I can think of on the top of my head. Um, I hope that helps you, girl. Okay. Ah, okay. Here's a somewhat similar question. Hi, Sasha. I know you are a cat mom and a pet lover. Do you give your pets special food or supplements? Thank you. Yes, I am a cat mama. I'm a cat mama to two beautiful Siamese sisters. Mamau passed away last August and that hole in my heart grows bigger every day. So I'm doing my best to keep Binky in good health considering she will be 15 in October. Um, I also have two golden retrievers, Molly, who passed away not long ago. She was a, my childhood dog. And Lucy, who's a puppy. Um, they aren't in my care because they're, they're my dad's dogs. But as far as my cats, who are mine, I've always had them on, on organic food. And I know it's more expensive, but it's worth it. You want to invest in your pet's health for the long run. Um, 
and I only give them spring water. I never give them tap water. Um, I kind of pamper them, but it really isn't pampering. These are like basic things. Um, I only discovered how toxic and bad dry food is for pets like five years ago. And once I learned, I immediately took them off of a dry food diet. The weaning is the hard part. They will throw a fit <laughs> but I because it's like candy. But I probably added some years to their life by removing it and sticking to a strict wet food diet. I even went completely raw with them for a few years. Um, and they loved that, but it is super expensive. You have to be careful how your pet sitter handles the food because it's raw. I go to Whole Foods for raw food and I use organics and wellness as more mainstream wet food. For supplements, I use uh, nutrient boosters and probiotics. And my holistic veterinarian also recommended some supplements from a company called Standard Process, which I've known for quite some time. Um, that I use supplements to help with my girl's arthritis and kidney issues, which can develop at an older age because um, they, sh- they are seniors at this point. My standard veterinarian also approves of all these things because they are lifestyle benefits and they don't harm. But I do believe that in case of emergency or things like that, sometimes drugs just aren't necessary for animals in certain scenarios and they can be lifesavers. I mean, I've been through a lot dealing with health issues with my pets um, through the years and there is nothing I haven't seen or had on my hands. But it's been difficult, but it's also been worth it because it's given them a long, healthy, pleasurable life. And I would do anything in the world for my babies, and I won't stop until they have the very best in everything that they need, plus more. (laughs) Um, Honestly, I put myself before them because they are my children. So I hope that helps you. If you have any questions about pets or anything like that, always feel free to reach out to me on Instagram or on the blog uh, portal. Thank you. Um, here's another question. Hi, Sasha. I love your concept with Holistic Hero. How did you come up with the name? It's so creative. Also, I want to start a food blog in the future, but I'm scared. It seems expensive and a lot of work, and I don't even know where to get started. I'm overwhelmed. Any tips? Thank you. Well, first of all, I love this question, um, and I congratulate you on your endeavor. That is exciting. I hope to do a podcast on this too in the future because there is a lot involved and I want to help people out there. But in a nutshell, don't stress. I was super stressed at first when I realized what was involved, but I was willing to deal with it because I really wanted to pursue this. And I always say, this is a quote of mine, if it's a real passion, it won't fade with time. And that applies to everything. You won't get bored or stressed because it's more fun than it is stressful. Yeah, you will have moments of utter frustration, but have fun with it. The name Holistic Hero, and I kid you not, literally came to me overnight. I was sitting there in bed, and like usual, my mind was running amok. I have a really hard time personally turning off my brain, especially at night. Thank you, ADHD. But I'm also an HSP, so my creative part of my brain is always on. And it's 
overworking and it actually drives me nuts because I'm literally brainstorming all day long and I can't turn it off and I have to keep and I'm this is real I keep a notepad at my desk in my purses in my glove compartment in my car literally everywhere I go and I jot down my ideas all day long so I don't forget them because some of my ideas I've thrown out some of them have been really good Like, have you ever seen that Spongebob episode where he's got, like, 50 of himself in his brain and they're all running around and, like, there's little fires in his brain? That's what my brain is like. (laughs) I had wanted to start a food blog for a long time, and I wanted to make it more than just a food blog. I wanted to make it a lifestyle blog. And one night, I was thinking about it, and I thought, what would be a catchy handle? Because that's important. You want your handle to be memorable and catchy. And because I've worked in the holistic lifestyle field and I know a lot about it, and that pretty much is my life, I was thinking about that. And for some reason, at the same moment, I was also thinking about all things superhero and comics. (laughs) For some reason, I put those two things together and the name Holistic Hero just popped into my head and I ran with it. I ran online to see if the web domain was taken and it wasn't. So first thing in the morning, I purchased the web domain handle and... Thus, it was born. Um, And I thought it would be fun also to do, like, recipes and stuff after superheroes and just kind of make it, like, a theme and a brand. So I was really excited. But then I realized that the rest would be really hard, the nitty-gritty, the web design, the technical semantics, the planning, the blog post scheduling, and everything in between. But you want to know a secret? Guess what? I did 95% of it all by myself when it was pretty much impossible. The only person I hired was a web designer just for the initial portion of setting up like the basics, the outline of my website, but all the rest I literally did on my own because it was getting really expensive. I was also wanting to learn how to do it on my own and boy was I in for the long run. I would sit there sometimes till three in the morning, like teaching myself stuff that people would usually hire professionals for, but it can be done on your own. Just have hope. I learned SSLs. I learned coding. I learned web design. I did tutorial after tutorial, social media marketing and design using Canva, everything in between. I did it all by myself. But the first step I want to tell you is to take a deep breath, get excited, have confidence that you can do this and you will be successful because you will. Because of my hard work and my patience and determination, the Holistic Hero is growing rapidly because of all the knowledge that I've acquired. And I've really only just begun and it's grown so rapidly on Instagram Um, my connections are growing with companies. I have a podcast, I have a merch line and I'm only getting started. All of that can be a possibility for you. And I'm sure that you and I both share the same dream of becoming one of those major food bloggers one day. So I'm here to encourage you that we'll both get there. First, start with your idea, then plan an outline of how you'll proceed. Plan a goal, stick with it. Move on to web design and then focus on your social media marketing. Last thing I can tell you is patience is key. Things don't grow overnight. All good things take time. I hope that helps. 
Next question. Sasha, I love your non-toxic skincare routine on the blog post from last year. Is that the same or do you have any other tips for hormonal acne and anti-aging? Thank you. Well, thank you. I'm so glad you liked my tips and tricks and I hope they've helped you. That is my goal. As you know, I consider myself a skincare snob. Um, that's something that's important to me. Um, I have a few podcast episodes about my journey in the world of skincare. Um, I do believe in starting the anti-aging process at an early age, but I do also believe in letting yourself be as you are naturally, but it never hurts to tweak and this is my advice. Just do what makes you feel comfortable and confident and just go for it, girl, okay? Or guy, whoever you are. (laughs) If you are dealing with acne, my advice is to deal with that before you focus on anti-aging because anti-aging products and methods and procedures are totally different and they might affect acne-prone skin. So you'll definitely want to combat the acne first, which can take time. But of course, I still recommend Averaglow like I did in my last blog post. That's the company I work with that is 100% natural and it naturally detoxifies the skin. It combats acne with the use of zinc oxide. No side effects. It's so natural that it has an expiration date, the products. Um, I really do. They do work, the products. But if you have to let your skin purge, um, do it your skin will get worse before it gets better because you're bringing all of the toxins up to the surface of your skin immediately. Um, I also use vitamin C turmeric facial oils and I balance my hormones using supplementation. Um, It really does depend on your skin type. I personally have fair sensitive skin. So after I used Averaglow, I stick with a gel-based facial cleanser. I exfoliate three times a week and I use a serum and a really good moisturizer on a daily basis. Um, I use my skincare routine twice a day, morning and night. Um, And then I do recommend, if you can, you know, facial procedures to get out there. If you have acne, one thing I can tell you is not to use products that dry your skin. And I know that's really confusing to some people, but it's because if you dry your skin, your skin is going to compensate more by producing more oil and sebum. And as a result, you'll develop more acne because it will clog your pores. So it's really about balance. Um, As far as anti-aging, I have some really... um, I've had some really good procedures done, invasive and non-invasive. And for skincare, depending on your age, retinol and hyaluronic acid, which are the main ingredients in filler, they will be your best friends. But definitely be careful. Collagen boosters are good and good masks are also key. I would love to give a shout out and a recommendation to check out a favorite YouTube channel of mine. It's called The Sass and it's with Susan and Sharzad. They are two skincare junkies in LA that kind of act like guinea pigs um, and they go out. They have tried every product, every service, had every skin, hair, and body procedure done and they review it. So definitely go check them out. You will love them. I hope that helps you see what else I have. Next question says, Sasha, first off, I absolutely love you. 
thank you. I'm obsessed with your Instagram and have been following you for a while now. I have a few, few random questions and I hope it's not weird, but I was wondering if you have a favorite restaurant, what your favorite color is, and designer, since I know you do modeling and I love all your pictures, you're the best. Well, first of all, you are the sweetest. Thank you so much for your support and no, it's not weird. Um, so you have a few questions, let's see. I love black and white as base colors, but for an actual color color, deep reds or any red is my favorite color. Um, I have many favorite restaurants. That's actually a really, really tough question for me. So I'll give you a few, okay? I can't pick one. <laughs> for vegan like dive restaurants, I highly recommend, um, there's a place called Pomegranate Cafe and it's in Phoenix, Arizona. Picasso's Organic Italian is in Scottsdale, Arizona, and those are my all-time favorite restaurants in Arizona. In California, because that's like where most of my stuff is, um, Native Foods Cafe and Veggie Grill, those are my go-to like takeout uh, everyday favorites. Um, for healthier, like more sit-down restaurants with more ambiance in LA, my usual favorite spots are the rooftop, which is at the Waldorf in Beverly Hills, Catch LA, um, the one off of Melrose in WeHo. Love their crispy cauliflower. <laughs> I also have to recommend Le Petit Faure. It's um, a really good restaurant for like a more French ambiance type healthy food. And the Ivy is another great place just because I have so many memories there. I also recommend a place called Real Food Daily. It's one of my all-time favorite vegan digs and I take my friends there a lot. It's also in LA. I know that's a lot, but hey, at least you have a lot of recommendations now, right? So those are my favorite places when I'm not cooking in my own kitchen. Uh, thank you for asking and thank you for your support of my modeling endeavors. Yes, I have many designers that I love. Um, my family is well connected in the fashion industry, like Calvin Klein and Christian Dior and Fiorucci them, like themselves. They were close friends with my great aunt Ingeborg, who used to live in Carnegie Hall in New York with them while she was designing. Um, many of my items in my closet, and actually that I have used for modeling, most of them are on my own clothes, but they are actually from the designers themselves that have been passed down to me from my mom, which is super cool. But I do, um, I have my own unique style. Like, I like things a little more edgy, but still classic. I love a good leather jacket, lots of metals, high boots. As far as high-end designers, I love Chanel uh, for, like, every day. Uh, Valentino Garavani, when I want more edge. I love Balmain when I dive into my love of the military style. I honestly could go on and on. Um, I love Louis Vuitton for travel, of course, but I mean, I don't know. I have Stella McCartney. I love, I've been doing promos for, for ecological fashion and sustainable fashion. I have a lot of brands that I love and, and designers I love, but those are like my few top favorites. Um, not everything in my closet is designer, of course. I love to be down to earth too and like to wear a Star Wars t-shirt here and there, <laughs> but 
But if you want to ever talk fashion, definitely reach out to me on the blog or DM me. I would love to chat with you. And thank you for your questions. Okay. Next question reads, do you have a favorite memento? Well, that's a very simple question. Yes, I have many mementos. I not only recommend to do this, but I personally do this. I keep a large amount of mementos in a large, beautiful box that I keep next to my bed. They're full of cherished mementos. I love photographs. My mom has kept every little photograph from my childhood and her past because she lost a lot of her precious mementos in a childhood house flood. So she knows the importance of that, and I do as well. And at the end of the day, it's the memories and the things and the people we love most that we want to keep close. Like, if I had to evacuate my house in the middle of the night, I would only take my important papers and documents, my passport, and that box. I would grab that box. I have a lot of things in there I've been collecting through the years, and it keeps growing. It has cards and items with memories and gifts and little things that have special memories to me. A few things off the top of my head that are in there that I can think of are my grandparents' letters to me with faith advice, my invitation to Neverland and Michael's jacket, and I have a room key in there from the Impractical Jokers cruise last year. But of course, those are just things off the top of my head. I have all kinds of things in there from places that I've been when I was a child and things from my childhood. Like I have this little wish box in there that I got in Lake Tahoe. It's supposed to like have a whole story behind it. And I kept all the wishes that I wrote in there and all the fortunes from when I was like a little girl. <laughs> I love that stuff. If you have children, make memory books for them. They'll appreciate it one day. Okay, guys. Well, I'm only going to do like a few more questions because I know we're probably getting long into this, but let's see what I have. What's next? Hi, Sasha. Just wanted to say your mom is amazing. You're lucky to have her. She's beautiful just like you. I really enjoyed the podcast you did a while ago where she guest starred and gave life advice. Does she have any relationship advice by chance? Thanks so much. Well, first of all, thank you. That's super sweet. I'm sure she'd appreciate that. Yes, she's beautiful inside and out, and uh, she has the best heart. My mom is like my best friend down to a T. She is everything to me. We've been through a lot together, um, and the older I've gotten, I've learned to appreciate how blessed I am to call her mom and how amazing her life has been. Um, I like enjoy listening to her talk about her life. Um, she's been through hell and back in her life and with me, and she's incredibly strong. I am who I am today because of a lot of her strife and influence to protect me. I'm glad you liked the podcast I did with her. It was a lot of fun. I know we always laugh because, like, my mom and I both have a really good sense of humor, so I know the podcast was mostly laughing. <laughs> Our friends were actually in the background, too, when we did that, but I'm glad the advice helped you. Um... You know, my mom's definitely been around the block. She used to go to, like, Studio 54 when she was, like, 16 with, like, fake IDs. <laughs> Oops, I shouldn't have said that. But she's dated many celebrities from her Hollywood days, and she knows a thing or two about what to avoid at this point. So one piece of advice I can give you that she's always given me about relationships is that passion is important. You can't have a relationship that will last in the end, whether it's dating or marriage, without passion. 
nothing else matters, not age, not anything. My mom is actually much more of a free spirit than I am in a lot of ways, but she's always supported me in the decisions I've made, and she would tell you that what matters most is who the person is at the core. Always make sure you communicate and you're open with each other. Don't be afraid. Any red flags, don't be afraid to question them, and if you need to move on for yourself, do it. But if the relationship is worth saving, then work on it or figure out a plan that will work out for you both. Don't ever care about what anyone else thinks. Love will prevail, and it's really all that matters at the end of the day over anything else. I hope that helps you, sugar. All right, guys, I'm only going to do like two more questions, okay? Here's another one. Hi, Sasha. What's your diet right now? If you could sum it up in one word, what would it be? Are you still a vegetarian? Because all your recipes in the blog seem to be. Thank you. Well, hi there. I've been a vegetarian my entire life, actually. Meat has never touched my lips unless by accident. My mother raised me this way, and I actually thank her for that. She became a vegetarian when she was just in her 20s, when it really wasn't supported as much. I'm not only a vegetarian still, but I'm becoming a vegan, not just because of animal cruelty reasons, but for my health. Dreams in which I 